Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Mylacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. I am diving in today to talk about what it is you can and should expect from experts who are supporting you in your business. And the reason for this episode is because this is something that's coming up more and more frequently in my business when I'm receiving new client inquiries from small business owners who need support following really undesirable and, in my view, unsatisfactory experiences with other lawyers. So I'm going to talk about that today. And in short, I'm going to explain to you what it is you should be expecting from an expert and, in my opinion, what is not okay. So the reality is in Australia, and I just did this research because the stats change, but they're not getting better, unfortunately. The reality is at the moment in Australia, it's estimated that between 40 and 60% of new small businesses don't survive beyond five years. So that's more than half of new small businesses will fail within five years. That's astounding. And then I did a little digging to understand the reasons why. And the key reasons for this level of failure were around the lack of clarity of ideal clients, a business plan and market research. So just not doing the work. Money, both a lack of it at startup and inconsistent cash flow. People, not having the right people, having people issues and growing too quickly. And rigidity, when small businesses are blinkered and rigid and they fail to keep up with what their customer wants and needs and they fall behind their competition. So they're the main reasons that I could track down as to why more than half of new small businesses are failing in the first five years. I talk a lot on this podcast and on the resources over on the resources page on our website about the value of surrounding yourself in business. So as business owners, we have our zone of genius. We ought to know it, master it and do it. We ought to outsource and engage the experts for the rest. That's a lesson that we all learn on our small business journey. It's not that easy at startup stage. I get that. But ultimately what we are aspiring to is to focus on our zone of genius, do that, and outsource the rest. So we're surrounding ourselves with the right people to give us the support we need in business so that we're not wearing all the hats all the time. And we get to that point. But when we get to that point, when we're looking to engage the experts, we're looking to engage experts to look after us and support us in business on the things that aren't our jam. So, yep, think about legals and legal support and documents and compliance, contracts. Think about accounting, bookkeeping, Facebook ads, Google ads, those types of things. We're not good at it. Have you ever engaged a Facebook ads expert or a Google ads expert? I have, and she's very good. She spent a lot of time getting to know my business, and she was grilling me on the things that are unique to me. I was giving her answers that, in my mind, demonstrated what was unique to me, but she wanted to drill down further. And we did. And I could understand why. Because she didn't treat my business as 
a tick and flick business. She didn't treat me as a template style business where she would box me in to create ads based on a generic service-based business that has online offerings. She didn't do that. And she shouldn't because she's an expert. So she needed to take the time to get to know me and my business so that she could do her job well. Similarly, have you ever worked with a business coach? Again, I have more than one in almost four years. They each take the time to get to know me and to get to know my business and to drill down into what my business does and what makes it unique and what my points of difference are from others in the industry, what my unique offerings are, what my pain points are, what my values are and my business ethos. They take the time to get to know me because that is how they can help me. And if they don't do that, they can't possibly help me. So they should take the time to drill down and treat me like a unique business and an individual in business because they're experts and they're good at what they do and they don't treat me like a template boxed-in version of a service-based business. You will find that good accountants will do the same because they need to. Bookkeepers, again, will do the same because they need to. So you can see where I'm going, can't you? Lawyers should do the same too. I know a lot that do, but sadly, it's not always the case. And I'm seeing more and more clients come to me after having experienced a situation with a lawyer where this wasn't the case. So clients are coming to me after a shocking time with lawyers or online legal businesses selling templates. I'm not understating it to say a shocking experience here. I get people in tears. I get people so stressed because they're overwhelmed because they don't understand the documents they've got. They don't know how to use these documents. The documents look shit, I'll be honest. They're not tailored. They're not branded. They're just a legal document with a lot of fluff, a lot of legal jargon that the client can't understand and they don't know how to use them. And they say to me, but I thought I was doing the right thing because I bought lawyer drafted templates. But then they found themselves either in tears and frustration, not knowing how to use them, enter me, or they find themselves in an awful situation with a client when their templates didn't do what they thought they would do, no surprise there. But these clients of mine have had to issue refunds to people because they weren't protected in their terms, or they've had to issue refunds for online programs, for example, because their terms were so inadequate that they didn't have a leg to stand on when it came to dealing with change of mind or a refund request. Or they've got really agitated, disgruntled clients because the expectations were not met, because these legal documents did nothing to outline and manage the expectations of the parties from the outset. Given the extraordinarily high rate of small business failure in Australia, my view is that it's incumbent on experts to do everything they can to support small business owners and not take shortcuts and leave them exposed and out in the cold. If small business owners are reaching out to engage the right people and the experts to give them the support that they need, then the experts in the space ought to be giving that support that they need. And that is not tick and flicks and that is not templates. So financial positioning is big. I get that. Money, it's important. I get that. Cash flow is key. We all have to make a financial plan and do our best to stick to it. That's the reality. I get it. The juggle is real. And balancing finances is a constant battle for so many small businesses. I get it. But financial shortcuts ought to be avoided in my view, because the reality is that it will actually cost you more in the long run. There's two-pronged reasoning here. Taking financial shortcuts, yes, will cost you more in the long run because ultimately you're going to have to pay someone to do it properly. 
And two, it's the cost that you're exposing the business to or the potential cost of having to issue refunds, for example, because your documents aren't protecting the business. So there's significant costs that aren't quantified at the beginning that you're exposing yourself and your business to by trying to take financial shortcuts. This applies to client service agreements, to website terms and conditions, membership agreements, your click wrap terms when you're selling anything online, whether it be products or services. It applies to all of those sorts of things. This is not the time to take shortcuts and experts should be explaining that to you. If an expert has a business model that doesn't allow for support and time to be given to business owners, then the business owner really ought to move on and find somebody who has a business model that does lend itself to that bespoke support that you need. I had a personal experience recently where I engaged a professional in the health and diet space to cut through the noise of all the information out there and provide me with the expertise and the information that I needed. The short version is that she wasn't able to answer my questions. I wanted to understand the reason behind the why of what she was telling me to do. But when I pressed her and asked her why, she told me she couldn't tell me due to trade secrets. I kid you not. And she then lectured me on my desire to know why and told me that it's a barrier and that I shouldn't want to know why. I should just do. And I'll learn why later along the way. So you guessed it. I ran a mile. The same applies with professionals to support us in our business. We should be free as business owners to have the support and a point of contact to ask our questions and to empower ourselves with the knowledge and the understanding of why we're doing what it is that we're doing, if that's what it is that's going to give us the peace of mind in our business. If we want to ask the questions, we need to be able to ask the questions. If we want to understand why we're doing it, we need to understand why we're doing it. At the very least, we need to understand what our legal obligations are unique to our business not a generic service-based business or product-based business in this space, but our business, we need to be able to understand what it is we have to do and why, and then we need to understand that what we have in place is sufficient. When we're in the business space and something goes wrong, it's not a defence to a claim or a complaint made against us to say, oh, but I relied on my templates, or I didn't know, or I thought I was doing the right thing. It doesn't wash. So if there is a claim made against your business and your documents don't protect you, you can't say, oh, but I thought that that was enough because I bought a template or I thought that that was enough because my friend who has a business that's exactly the same does that and so I did that too. That doesn't wash. You can't do that. You have legal obligations to be clear on what it is you need to do and to understand that what you're doing and what you have in place meets your legal obligations. So you can see why it's important to get the right team around you who can give you the right support to put you in a position of confidence where you know that you're doing all the things you have to do in your business and you know why. Experts who can't give you that or experts that are just treating you as a one-size-fits-all business are letting you down. Just to be clear, in a recent podcast episode, I dove more into legal templates and why I think they're leaving you exposed. And in there I shared, I think templates have their place. We're talking cash projections, we're talking winning weeks, new employee checklists, working out your profit margins. Yeah, absolutely. Templates have their place. But legal documents is not one of them. Our businesses are not templates. They're not one size fits all and they don't all fit into boxes. We need to meet our obligations. No two businesses are the same obligations vary and we need to know that we're doing all the right things. 
We don't want to be one of the 40 to 60% of small businesses that don't survive beyond five years. We don't want to set ourselves up for failure. We want to set ourselves up for success. And the way to do that is to get crystal clear on what we're doing in our business, why we're doing it, and make sure we've got the money stuff sorted, we've got our legal obligations in check, and we're setting ourselves up with our business documents to be protected and to build long-term sustainable relationships with our client base. To do that, we need experts we can trust to support us along the way. And those experts ought to not be the ones that treat businesses like templates. This is resonating with you and you're wondering, where do I go to understand what my legal obligations are? Where do I start? Feel free to jump over to the website and download a copy of my annual legal checklist, which I've designed specifically for small business owners to cast your eye over all the things and know which ones apply to you which ones you've got covered and which ones you don't. It's really easy because from there, you can have a conversation with your business lawyer. That can be me or it can be your business lawyer. And you can say, does this apply to me? How do I do this? I don't have website documents. Oh, I'm selling an online course and I don't have ClickWrap. Or I don't have a proper client service agreement in place. Can you help me? Here's my commercial lease. Does it need to be renewed? I've got employees or contractors and I don't have documentation. The checklist gives you a place to go to cast your eye over all the important things and gives you a starting point for your discussions with your business lawyer. The link for that will be in the show notes. Feel free to grab a copy. If you've got questions, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to help. And you can book in for a free chat via the website as well. I hope this episode has been helpful. I hope you now have some idea or more of an idea of what it is that you should be expecting from the experts that you're engaging with. And if you have been engaging with people that just don't feel right, hopefully this has explained to you why it is it may not be feeling right so that you've got some more clarity around that and you can feel empowered going forward to engage those that do give you the support that you need and that you deserve in your business. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you next time.